Welcome to Tactical Empathy. I am your host, Erin Thorpe, and this is a show where we will explore what it really looks like to lead with empathy in the real world. From a young age and into my early years of my career, I was constantly being told that I was too emotional to lead. I found a way to turn those emotions into a leadership superpower, and now I want to share that with each of you. In each episode, I will guide you through real-life stories, sharing how leaders make tough decisions, hold boundaries, and get things done, all while embracing empathy. Get ready to redefine leadership, understand your emotions, and unlock your own superpowers. It's time to lead with head, heart, and mind. Let's dive in. Someone who does not feel heard cannot listen. Welcome back to the Tactical Empathy Podcast, where we explore what using empathy in our leadership looks like in real life. I opened with this line of someone who does not feel heard cannot listen for a reason. Today, I want to talk about this question that has been coming up a lot in my work over the past couple of weeks, and it is how do I get my team to listen to me? Now, your team could be your kids, a volunteer committee, a group of family members, perhaps your colleagues, your spouse, your partner, or your actual team at work. Whatever the team makeup looks like, there is this desire for leaders to have their teams listen to them when they're talking about important things, when they're sharing ideas, when we need to move towards a common goal. So, today I want to tackle this question. Using a bit of a personal example, I am raising teenagers right now, and so I find myself faced with this challenge all the time. How do I get them to listen to me? Your situation might look different. Perhaps you are leading a team who is navigating important deadlines or wrapping up a big project or simply trying to navigate the work from home issues that have arisen post-pandemic. Whatever struggle your team is facing... Today's podcast is going to outline a structure for how you can approach this question you have as a leader. How do I get my team to listen to me using empathy? And I'm going to show you what it really looks like walking you through this example that popped up for me recently with my teenagers. So the situation for me and the kids is one of my teenagers is in his final year of high school. And so there are a lot of parties and events and, you know, gatherings that he would like to go to. Now, of course, if you're a parent raising teenagers, you know where my head goes, right? Safety is the ultimate concern. We worry about all kinds of things, drinking, driving, drugs, you know, whatever they might be exposed to. And so safety is at the ultimate core of my concern. But I know that safety is not the number one priority for my 17-year-old. In fact, I'm not even sure if it makes the top 10. His priority is having fun, right? Having fun, socially interacting with his peers, and living life. So this can be a real challenge in some of our conversations because we're coming at it from two totally different perspectives. So I want to show you how to use empathy when approaching these conversations where we really need people to listen to us. And I want to show you what it looks like in real life, because that's why we're here together on this podcast. How do we take this fuzzy concept of empathy and actually apply it? So first, let's talk about the invitation in this situation. Now, the invitation here doesn't come because you recognize that someone else doesn't feel heard. No, no. 
The invitation comes because you recognize you don't feel heard, right? When I'm in conversation with my son about this party situation, and there's been many, I recognize that I have an invitation to step into more empathy when I start to notice that I am feeling like I am not being heard. It's not because he doesn't feel heard. That's not where the invitation comes for me because I haven't even picked up on that yet. What I start to notice in myself is that I don't feel heard. And what I notice in myself is I start talking louder. I start pressing my point more passionately, more emphatically. And I really start to notice this need and desire to overpower him, to pull my I'm the parent card, right? And you might find yourself pulling this card as well as a leader because I am the leader and you're going to do what I say. Now, this might get you a short-term win, but it is not going to win the war for you. And if it worked all the time, you wouldn't be here listening to this podcast, right? We would not have to have this conversation, but I know that the opposite is quite true. Overpowering, stressing our point, beating people down to agree with us doesn't work. And you're here because you need a different approach, right? You don't know what else to do, just like I didn't know what else to do with my kids. And this is where we accept that invitation to step into empathy, okay? So empathy is simply the understanding of other people's thoughts, perspectives, and feelings, and it is the key to transforming communication. So as soon as I start to notice that I am not feeling heard, okay, in this conversation with my son, I go, oh, here is an opportunity to try something different. Now, this is not going to feel natural. I just want to state that right off the bat here. It is not going to feel natural. In fact, it's quite the opposite because your instincts are telling you to talk louder, to stress your point, to win at all costs. Or if it's not that big of a deal, maybe your instincts are going like, "Eh, this doesn't matter. They're never going to change their mind. I'm not wasting my time and energy on this. I'm just going to let this slide. But you can see how those are two opposite ends of a spectrum, right? The invitation to use empathy brings us to the middle, where we can still remain in dialogue and seek some common ground. So you have noticed that the other person is not listening to you. They're not hearing what you have to say. I notice my son is tuning out. He's like, oh, here's mom on her rant again. She's probably going to say no, and she's probably not going to let me have any fun. And she just wants to like ruin my life, right? That's where he's at. As soon as I start to talk louder or stress my point. If I engage with empathy, if I can seek to understand what is important to him, we have a chance at salvaging this conversation. So as soon as I notice that I am not feeling like I am being heard, this is a chance and an invitation for me to start listening closer. I have to actually notice that instinct to win. And I have to say, now is not the time. And in fact, Now is the time to pay attention to your son or your team member. And I want, I have to start paying attention to what's really important to this other person. What does my son really want in this situation, right? And in the case of, you know, the context of our conversations lately, he just wants to hang out with his friends. He's got a huge social network. It's very important for him. This is how he's going to discover who he is and the types of people he wants to hang out with. And safety is still a real concern, yet it's not important to him at this moment. What's most important to him is having fun, 
and being with his friends. And so I need to see and hear that. And I need to acknowledge that to him. And I need to repeat that back to him. And I say, son, here's what I hear is most important to you. It's most important that you go to this party on Friday night, that you're with your friends, that you're having fun, and that you're able to stay till whatever time he decides he needs to stay or that he's going to this event, whatever it is. I just need to say it out loud and repeat it back to him so that he hears that I have heard him. And I need to do that as many times until I have all the things that are important to him out on the table. And so I'm going to ask him, is there anything else I've missed? Is there anything else that's important to you? Anything you haven't shared that you feel is really important to our decision-making around this particular situation? And I'm going to keep doing that as many times as it takes for him to completely exhaust what's important to him. Now, he's a 17-year-old boy, so there's, you know, he puts it all out on the table kind of right off the bat. But your team members might not. You might have to go through three or four or five or six iterations of this until you get the core of what matters most to them out on the table. And this is where the magic happens because as soon as you have everything that's important to them out on the table and you have acknowledged it, I'm not saying you have to agree with it. And this is one of the myths of empathy. People think that empathy means that I'm agreeing with or endorsing whatever your perspective thoughts or opinions are. That is not true. Empathy just says that I seek to understand. So as soon as I can repeat back to you what it is that's important to you, how you're feeling, um, what your thoughts and opinions and perspectives are on that issue, I have demonstrated empathy. I have understood you. And again, this is where the magic happens because now you can say, all right, we've agreed on what's important to you. Would you be willing to hear what's important to me? And if a 17-year-old kid can turn around and say, yeah, I'd be willing to hear what you had to say, mom. I know your team members will too. And simply by asking permission to share your thoughts and perspectives and feelings and opinions about the situation, you have invited them in to listen to you. And because they feel heard, seen, and understood, they're more likely to sit there and actually explore your side of the situation. And most people will do you this courtesy because they've seen you extend it to them first. Okay. And you can lead them through this process, right? They don't have to know a thing about what you're doing. When I offer my perspective and my opinions to my 17 year old son, and I say, listen, like, I understand that what's most important to you is having fun. And here's what's most important to me that you come home alive, that you're still here at the end of Friday night. And so how do we find a way for you to have fun and be safe so that both of us are happy and both of us are fulfilled and both of us can go into this situation knowing we're going to get our needs met. And if a 17-year-old kid can come to the table and have that discussion, I know that the adults that you might be leading in your teams, the community members that you might be leading, um, the family members that you have, once they feel seen, heard, and understood, they will be willing to sit in that dialogue now because it's not a monologue of each of you trying to overpower each other with your opinions. It's now a dialogue. You actually understand and hear and see what's important to each other. In the sharing of this conversation, typically common ground will begin to emerge. And this is the case, you know, with my kids around their social lives. I know what's important to them. They now understand what's important to me and we can find common ground, right? And sometimes that means I have to stay up till two o'clock in the morning and go pick them up. Sometimes that means they're taking an Uber home. Sometimes, you know, there's a lot of different ways we have solved this problem. 
the most important thing for me is we're having the dialogue and we're solving the problem. It's not getting swept under the carpet. I'm not forcing my opinion to the point where my kids aren't talking to me anymore and just going out and doing things behind my back. We're actually having real, open, honest conversations about what the challenges are, what the concerns are, and how we can come together to find the best solution forward. So I know this is true for your teams as well. In summary, when you notice that you are not feeling heard and you feel that overwhelming emotion start to rise up in you and that desire to overpower someone, to talk louder, or to simply walk away out of frustration, this is your invitation to use empathy right there in that moment. Whatever the context of the situation is, how can you take a little tiny step forward to fully understanding what the person on the other side of that conversation is going through? And it starts by just simply listening to them. You do not have to do anything else but listen. I want to leave you with this visual. If you imagine that your perspective and your feelings and your um, opinions are like a ball, okay? Um, I always use a soccer ball because we're a soccer family. So it's a soccer ball and I'm holding the ball. And that's my perspective, feelings, and opinions. And the person that I'm in conversation with also has their own soccer ball. When we get into the middle of this conversation and things start to get heated and we start to notice that our perspectives and our feelings differ on the subject matter, we both start to hold tighter to the ball. We pull it closer, we grip it tighter because we don't want anyone to take it away from us, right? We think it's the most important thing. This invitation, this moment where you notice that you are not feeling heard, this is the moment where you put your soccer ball down. And you go, you know what? Nobody's going to take this away from me because it's still my thoughts, my opinions, and my feelings. Nobody can take that away from you. But I can set it down for a moment. And in setting it down for a moment, it frees up your hands to be able to accept and look at the soccer ball from the other person. So you can pick up their opinions, their feelings, their thoughts, and you can look at them and you can go, oh, isn't that interesting? Hmm, I didn't see it from that perspective. And again, empathy just simply requires you to look at it, to understand it. You can hand it back and say, I don't see it that way, but thank you for sharing, right? It's still their soccer ball. It's still their thoughts, their feelings, their opinions. And when you take time to look at theirs, they're more willing to pick up your soccer ball, your thoughts, your feelings, your opinions, and look at them. And that's the magic that happens when we use empathy inside tough conversations. So give it a try. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out in a DM. You can connect with me through my website, www.erinthorpe.ca. And I look forward to seeing you next time on the Tactical Empathy Podcast. <laughs>